The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props? Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! I forgot the name of that song already that I wanted to play. That's oh, it. I've got about a hundred It was uh, right now. Barbie Girl by a little group called Aqua. <laughs> How do you even remember the name of the group? <laughs> I don't remember that song. Could you hum a few bars? <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl in a oh, Barbie world. Oh, that's fucking... Yeah. It's All fantastic. Right. Right. Dude, my tits you. are plastic coming everywhere. Getting the... it in my hair. No, those are my own lyrics. Sean, those are not the words. Sir. No, I made my own shit up just now. Do you, do you see people like just changing the words to like the Mariner or like T.S. Eliot? No, Sean. <laughs> No one changes the words to Aqualung. Thank you. <laughs> because the only thing anyone can remember is Park Bench. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Eyeing little girls with bad intent. God damn, that's a good song. Um, hi, guys. Welcome back to The Real. The Real, The Real, y'all. The Real, The Real, The Real, It's y'all. a true welcome back. It's the Risky Wheel. Um, we have been taking, we took a little bit of a hiatus. Sean will tell you why we took hiatus. It's all for good reasons. We're still alive. We still love each other. Bobby hasn't ran his face in any concrete nobody's done anything bad everything's fine okay or, or the front headlight of a car or no. the front it, it yeah. was actually the the rear tail light oh sorry real yeah, t- rear yeah. tail light you better put some spec on his name dude i'm telling <laughs> you right now um let's introduce ourselves cuz uh these fine listeners uh want to hear who is here and why uh, uh to my left is the big nog dude the big cat it's Sean Moriitis I like That's the big a real nog. disease. A moriitis. It's a real thing. <laughs> AKA it's more of a syndrome, actually. Jason Stakeums, AKA. I don't remember any of them. Chud Mo. Chud Mo. You yeah. got it. Chud Mo. And uh, to his left, uh, in all of his glory, is one Mister Bobbeth Van Noise of the Tallahassee Van Noises, when no longer AKA Captain Bumbaclot. No, they gone, bro. They yeah, gone, gone, dude. I hope so. You look like you're walking around normal too. Like you had a pretty yeah, yeah, severe I had a limp. weird gait. Yeah, dude. You know, yeah. <laughs> you were calling it the Bobby Shuffle behind your back. Yeah. Well, it was a little bit of a hitch in my giddy up. For no, for sure. A few dude. How are you feeling, brother? Um, I feel really well, physically better than I've felt in a long time. Good for you. Yeah. Good, good. Um, long, long time coming. And I'm actually ordering gym equipment for my garage. Hey. I'm getting back on oh, track. Oh shit. Oh yeah. It's happening. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Oh, good, dude. Everybody needs giant paperweights in their garage. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I happen to like picking up heavy things and putting them down. So it's always well, been a. Uh, I've been a big fan. I was going to throw life, in so. a girlfriend joke there. But, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm very happy to hear that uh, our brother in arms, Mr. Van Noyes, is feeling better. I, I was. It sucks when you're down 
physically, nothing else seems to go right. It's like having a toothache where no matter what you do during the day, it's all about your toothache. Oh, yeah. You and fart it gets, and it just shoots a it fucking just, pain Everything dart in your is brain. worse. Uh, whether the wind blows or somebody doesn't serve you, you know, the proper temp steak, everything is <laughs> anger ridden. Um, it sucks. So I will I'm tell glad. you that lately the Lord has not been exceptionally kind to me. No. But things are oh, you're turning so around. Oh, you're so cute. There's well, no God. This is what. <laughs> this is what. <laughs> this is what was happening. First, it was me. Yes. And then it was you. Yes. And that would make who next? Uh, uh, wah, wah. Great. Cool. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just be looking over my shoulder for uh, I, probably the sweet release of death is what I'm guessing. The sweet, sweet relief. And uh, speaking is yours truly. Your Whatever happens to you, it's going to be a coronary it's gonna be artery rough. involved. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Aaron Antonio Branderas. Of the Barcelona Brandarathes. Um, I hope everybody's been well. It's been a couple weeks. We're going to jump into some of that. But first, uh, since we are trying to be professional, believe it or not, we're going to talk a little about about some whiskey. Uh, our our good friend, hey bro, it's disco time. Yeah, you like a disco? You like a disco? <laughs> Mr. Severin Spino. Yeah, he is um, looking for foxes hey, to stare hey. at his bulges. <laughs> what shirt is that? Is that Smedium? I'll take five. Um, I love that guy. He is sort of a deep V dude. He though. is a super deep V guy, dude. You throw but that gold chain on with a Severin, button up. Little known fact: Severin was in my first, uh, my first level Psalm class. Nice, really? Wow. Yeah, back in the day. So back that was a day. long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, he's, and he's a, a sweetheart. He's a he's a great guy. He's a family dude. He's he he's one of those guys that. He's like an Eastern European Jamaican where he's got 47 jobs. So he like yeah. distributes liquor. One job. He fucking <laughs> One job. He distributes liquor. He fucking sells homes. I don't know. I think he like tarmacs airports. I don't know what else he does in his spare time. Uh, but he's I'm a pretty family sure man. He also distributes Molly to Molly's the college for crowd. Sure, for sure. You like? You want to take off? He distributes um, it to one girl at a time. Hey. <laughs> um, he brought, he was kind enough to donate some whiskey, not donate, but give us from his personal stash some whiskey that he's carrying. And it's kind of cool when you get little things like this and somebody wants to include it on the, on the podcast because this is a whiskey. Hey, guys, you know where you can buy it? Fucking nowhere. This is like <laughs> just hit the market, hasn't been around. He's the only guy selling it, so no store has it. But he wanted to kind of maybe use us to pick up a little steam. So what this is called is Branch and Barrel. It is extremely difficult to find anything on this, obviously, but it is local, made in Colorado. It is um, whiskey and not a bourbon. It doesn't have that statement on there. It is very much small batch. It's got handwritten batch numbers on the back. This one's 5163 with the distiller's name. It is 42% alcohol, 84 proof. Coming in that extra 2% means something. It's All right, got, I can feel it already. It's got, does anybody, does any, I'm going to go super geek. Anybody know what this type of cork is called? I don't actually. Is it glass on glass? It's called Vino Lock. It's oh, a vino yeah, I've heard of that. Stuff. Um, so it's got like the little, uh, got the little gasket, and it's it's glass, gasket, glass, so it doesn't have a cork. I love these things, by the way. I wish more people did them, um, and they're not very expensive, um, and they're super Didn't, uh, fun. Does Finney's whiskey use the the vino lock? I don't recall because we've done that one on the podcast. I know there's uh, several Rieslings that are like. Uh, 
uh, German Rieslings that use them that are kind of famous for using them. And you'll see them now and then. They're fun because you can reuse them. Yeah, for sure. Reuse the bottle, which makes it kind of cool. The German said it was the final solution for wine storage. <laughs> Dude, every time you just want to work in juice stuff constantly. Um, Germans, when we talk about Germans, I'm going to make Nazi references because they don't get to live it down ever. <laughs> you know, what? did you know in Germany you're not allowed to do an open handed salute? Oh, yeah. You're not allowed to obviously show yeah, a you know why? Because they ain't got freedom like we do. I no, do so, the hell I want. So recently, because of the white nationalist movement going on in Europe right now, because of the high volume of immigrants, they've went to a closed-fisted salute. So they've they've adopted the black power salute. Which I've is seen that. Yeah. Kind of awesome. Um, but anyway, let's talk about this whiskey. Bobby, what do you think about it, Bob? Um, highly, highly drinkable. High yeah. corn content. I don't know what the mash bill it's is gotta on It's got to be this. in the 70s yeah, that, or 80s. The um, corn is like real. Yeah, which is interesting because if it's taste. made in Colorado, I wonder if it, it says it's crafted. I don't know if it's sourced. They call it uh, prairie corn. Okay. In, which, in their description. I don't know if that comes from like, I don't know, you know, like eastern like Colorado. A, or it sounds like, like a that. corn slur that other whiter <laughs> corn says to other corn. Goddamn prairie corn. Well, I mean, there are some very famous corns in Colorado. Aletha, you know, being obviously the number Aletha. one, right? Um, I think up around the Ray area, if you go east of Denver, there's some, some big cornfields out there. Oh, I what didn't the know. Fuck else, you Colorado do out there? grows everything. I, I've I've realized. I thought California, which it is kind of the hub of all things produce in America, Colorado doesn't fuck around, man. No. I mean, you look at brands like Laws that that entirely is sourced from Colorado, from the wheat to the barley to everything. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Which is weird, right? Because isn't it harder to distill, brew, do anything at altitude in most of Colorado's like it's harder pretty high? Distill, no. Distill it no. is, but it is harder but to ferment fermentation, yeah. okay. at altitude. It's like baking. Yeast doesn't yeah. like elevation. So you've got to adjust your recipe accordingly. So if all these guys from Ska went down to fucking <laughs> you know, LA to go brew beer, they'd have to change everything. Change it all. Yeah. Yeah. But again, but um, it's good stuff. I agree. It's highly drinkable. It's got a really, really high uh, volume of oak in it. Like you definitely get all the breakfast spices, cinnamon and nutmeg. And um, and it's definitely round and rich and smooth. It's not biting whatsoever. I wouldn't wouldn't, no, I agree. wouldn't think it would be at 84 proof. But um, what do you think, Sean? I, it's smoky and it finishes completely different than when I first when I first get it on the nose. I'm like, OK, this is going to be super sweet. Right. And it's not. No, it's not. I, I get agree. the spices. I get a little bit of the corn sweetness, a little bit of caramel, but then it finishes really dry and kind of smoky, almost like a, almost like a high, like a lowland scotch would, it's got a little scotchiness to it. Interesting. I, I, that I could totally see that for, for, for me, I'm looking at it like this is Colorado's version of Kentucky bourbon. Oh, there you go. Like it's a very yeah. Kentucky ish whiskey to me. It uh, reminiscent, obviously <laughs> a la Buff Trace. And it's got that heavy meatiness to it, a little bit of that cured meat smoky thing going on, yep. some salinity, really, really good product. If I really ever nice saw product. this, I would not hesitate to buy a bottle. I think it's it's well done. Great sip and whiskey. Too bad none of us can get this shit right. nowhere. I will tell you, though, based on the pricing he told me before I let the cat out of the bag on that, you'd probably see this in a store at around 45 bucks. So it's so not like Breckenridge it's, prices. Yeah. And and I'd rather drink this than Breckenridge. Yeah, Breckenridge is one of those ones. I'm that, not like, a fan. It I'm was fan. great at first. And then now the the there's so much amazing shit out there that God, it's kind right? of just fell to the lower it got middle. It Stranahan. 
It got Stranahan. Um, well, Stranahan so changed hands know, a couple times. And well, then that's Homeboy the from Stranahan started Tin Cup, your favorite fucking distillery it, yeah, in the state. But as, a, but as a bounce back, he also was involved in the beginning of Laws. So yes. at that point, you can do whatever you want, sir. Yeah, because yeah. that, um, that is an amazing That yeah. might be You can my put your favorite. dick in and around my mouth. Um, yep. Mostly around. Just, um, just like, saying. Uh, like it was just saying. I don't want to shove the cheeseburger you're already eating down your throat. So. Hey, motherfucker, I'm down 11 <laughs> pounds, bro. Are you really? Good yeah. for you, dude. Okay. In the last, like, five weeks. What have nice you been doing different? What have you been doing different? <clears throat> what have I been doing differently? Because you've been on this, like, exercise thing for a year, and yeah. it hasn't worked. And then, honestly, like, trying to exercise with my schedule and everything, I've been getting it done, like, three days a week, four days a week tops. Right. Now, five days a week, full hour each time, either a half hour of cardio with a half hour weights. And then two days, that's two days a week. Two days a week is just an hour of cardio. And then every Friday, I go on a big-ass hike, which I think is really helping because I burn a shitload of calories. Yeah, it's like, good. You're using stabilizing muscles as well. You're yes. not just doing static mm-hmm. one motion. I will say, and Bobby Bobby has a kind of a, a long history of being a, a health guy and, and, and training people. 90% of what you will see on your body results-wise is diet. You could work out and 100 hours a week. And my diet hasn't changed that much other than I'm just not eating as much and I'm more stressed out because work got nuts. Yeah, well, it, we all know what our big demons are, right? Booze, huge calorie intake, and then obviously eating shitty food um, and portion control. If you can manage to wrap your head around that, whether you can intermittently fast or do something like that to trick your brain into not being hungry, um, that's the only thing I felt. To, when I plateau... Um, it doesn't matter what I do working out. I have to do something drastic diet-wise to kind of get past that. And hurdle. that's probably what's going to happen to me. Yeah. Here in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to hit a point where it's like, okay. And then I've also really down. toned down my cheese intake. My wife and I, my wife had a, like, is a cheese freak. Right. So, and, but she's like in amazing shape. She looks like a fucking CrossFit chick. It's, it's upsetting. <laughs> well, it's great for me, but people look at me and they're like, what the fuck? What, what are you, what are you doing with this giant fuck? Uh, but we had like little cheese snacks in the house all the time. So sure. like late night, grab a, you know, a mozzarella, uh, a string cheese or something, there's eating tons of cheese. So we kind of toned down cheese, period. There's better cheeses than others to eat if you're going to eat Oh, it. of course. Yeah. Um, I'm mozzarella trying to stick to... and those soft kind of yeah. high volume, like high volume made cheeses are horrible yeah, for you. Yeah. But like goat cheese is really goat good cheese, for you. blue cheese. Hard cheeses. Harder cheeses. Okay. Like Parmesan, like Reggiano <clears throat> and things like that are way better for you and more satisfying. Oh, yeah. We were doing like little mozzarella cheese snacks. And then those little, Cheddar, like, those little cubes Munster, of like... Uh, Colby Jack. Oh, that's not even. There's that's fake cheese. Yeah, straight yeah. up, dude. But, but anyway, but it came from uh, the, til- the folks at Tillamook. They do at good Tillamook. work. Um, I'm glad to hear that, man. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah, dude. I just got to keep going. Bobby, the other day, I ran into him and he was like, "Oh, good job, man." I was like, "Don't tell me that shit." You remember, I, I respond well to negative reinforcement. Say, "Good <laughs> fat fuck, keep going." That's what, well. We'll let Katie say that. No, she's been super supportive, <laughs> and I keep trying to tell her, but she doesn't have the heart to just give it to me the way I need it. Enjoy it. Unlike, unless she's strapping it on. Pegging. Yeah. Uh-huh. Peggy Sue got married. Um, so, so Peggy Sean Sue got, got buried. Got buried. Ooh. Ooh. Hello. Hello. Um, so, Sean, what else is going on in your life briefly? And then we'll go uh, around just the been, table. I've, the hiking thing's big for me. I've been doing a hike a week on nice. Fridays. Uh, work's getting crazy. I've got to do a mini road trip on next Monday to go to Natarita. You ever been there? Yeah. No, Where there's the nothing there. Yeah, it's kind of out... Uh, it's on the western. It's near the western border of Colorado. Okay. Um, I've got a dispensary client in Telluride that also has. Oh, I got you. Uh, yep. A dispensary out there, and I've got to go take a handful of pictures for their. Where website. is it? I've never even it's heard of it. It's sort of okay. So you know, let's say you're going towards Moab. 
Okay. Or no, let's say you're taking the long way. We have to go through Moab to get up to like Grand Junction because the snow's too bad okay. on the highway. When you get to Adobe Milling, there's this right that you take. Oh, okay. And then you can there, – there's a way to get to Grand Junction that way that show it's a gorgeous red cliff single lane highway drive. But that's where Natarita is kind of like buried in the middle of nowhere Weird. over there. God, there's so many. Uh, t- uh, yeah, somebody asked me a question the other day about like they were like, "You ever heard about this town in California?" It was like I've spent spent forty years in California, driving up and down the coast my entire life. There's I've probably seen ten percent of California because yep. it's so vast. Colorado feels the same. Like I've been here for yeah. seven years, and people say names of towns and ways to go there, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. I'm gonna I wind up in Craig. You know where fucking, that is? No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, sir. Like, yeah, it's like step away from deliverance for sure. Uh, so, Bobby, outside of the no more bumba clot, even though I'll lovingly call you that for the rest of your life. Please do. Yes, of course. What like, else is going like on? I when you do it. Man. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, not a lot. Man. You know, just uh, big career changes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're um, killing it, dude. Yeah, the, the new company is really going to start sponsoring this podcast probably. Right. Because <laughs> I, I, I intend to only be the only successful person in this room. Okay. But <laughs> we'll make sure that happens. Sweet. No. Yeah, no, because like we said, my my tragedy is coming soon. Right. It's coming soon. And so. my personal demons won't allow any sort of happiness. <laughs> in my life, so. By the way, I, I'm very much like that. So as soon as this starts to get successful, <laughs> um, I'll find a way to shit all over it's, it. I was going to say, you'll find a way to sabotage. Oh, we're all waiting for the other shooter drive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, but no, I mean, I picked up like four really nice clients in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you're killing um, it. Meeting dude. with another one on Monday. Um, I'm actually, I've got two people now that are going to be doing, it's going to be a new kind of company. I don't want employees. Um, it's going to be more of a consortium or a co-op. And you're going to be something. contracting work essentially. Correct? It, it, yes, okay. exactly. Good. So, um, and people that I trust and I know who are reliable and I'm, right. you know, want them to be a part of my company, uh, then I'm, I'm just going to let them, you know, kind of manage their own client load. And then nice. I'll take my admin fees off the top and that kind of thing. Dude, and, it's, it's, it's like an actual pyramid scheme that isn't a scheme. It, it, exactly. It's, it's, it's called multi-level marketing Multi-level now. marketing. I mean, you know, we're an IT consulting firm, so we can bill out at anywhere from 130 to 160 bucks an hour. Sure. So it, you're not going to find a lot of jobs in Durango where so you can actually make 70 bucks or 80 bucks an hour. Yeah, right. unless you're you a know. lawyer or a surgeon exactly. or something. So yeah. I think this is an opportunity for people to kind of be able to do that and manage themselves in a lot of ways. Good for you. Plus, smart. Have a group of people that if you want to go on vacation, we'll help you out. You exactly. know what I mean? Like I'll I'll take your clients for a week. I no, that's shit, fantastic. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna nice. take all that money for a week. But damn right, yeah, enjoy your trip. Oh, that's enjoy brilliant. Your trip, so pal. it's not just like covering shifts. It's it's like you're gonna get you're gonna go out of town, but so, you're gonna lose the revenue. Well, I'm sure you it, could probably what'll meet happen is in the, the middle. Will flip. Okay, because we're doing a weighted uh, kind of. Uh, commission thing mm-hmm. so like I, I'm not this these are not the numbers but like let's just say for instance if, if my company's keeping 70 and you're making 30 or whatever we'll flip yeah. it okay and that for week, the duration of that for the duration right. of yeah that makes it sense. sounds so, like quite the racket you got there that makes, I think it's a good situation no and it's uh, also fair because that's going to happen to you too when you course. leave and so those it's guys, all, I got a new name you're not BVN Technologies anymore oh no why you're you're, you're, you're Bungalow Bobby's Bumba Clot Technologies <laughs> Triple like B yeah, B with the third power sign Better tech, Business tech. Bureau 
There, there you go. No, you're stealing, dude. They're yeah, going to come yeah. down with the hammer of Thor, dude. Yeah, I don't need those assholes. They're going to have Mjolnir no, on no. your head. I mean, they're going to be giving me a call soon enough. Are they even a thing still? Is that a still a the thing? Better the better business, business bureau? Yeah, no, it's there. It's like That's the Chamber of Commerce. You can't kill it. So yeah. I can call the better. By the way, um, and, and this kind of, well, I know Aaron has a life update for us, but this goes into local news, too. I'm pissing off a lot of fucking IT companies already. And that is fantastic. Is that just from getting Is it because clients? they're charging ridiculous prices they, for this stuff? Well, they charge ridiculous prices and their product has become become kind of diluted and weird and they're all the companies are very reliant on contracts and taking ownership of like your network and my whole goal is to no, i want to give you ownership of your own fucking network because i don't want right you know if you want to fire me you can fire me and you got all the passwords to all your shit so you're not holding so, that little bullshit game you know either. and it puts the onus on me to just do a good fucking job yeah yeah. You know well, what I mean? It's, like a, it. it's, a, it's a changing landscape, just like the digital marketing thing of mine changes so often that I imagine it's just like shit changes so much that people can swoop in and be like, no, especially with the cloud-based network security yeah. that people are doing now. Yeah. You don't need a shitload of a, you don't need to license a bunch of equipment every month and they're they're losing right. all this revenue that they're robbing people on for like, oh, you need that cord? That's going to be $30 a month in perpetuity until you exactly. give it back to right. us kind yeah. of shit. It is. It, that's exactly what they're doing. I'm not going to name any companies, you know, because I've worked for all well, of them. Well, and- let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. And this, this, this actually transcends your particular business. This goes into social marketing and this goes into restaurants. It goes into selling tires. If you're not, there's the old adage, if you're not pissing somebody off, you're doing something wrong. Exactly. Um, So if people perceive you as a threat, they're going to get angry about it, which means you must be doing something right. They and, hate and, you because they hate and, you, and, motherfucker. And that's just that's just business, you know. I mean, we all we all kind of snidely talk shit about people that are our competitors behind their back and kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's part of doing business. Well, I, but I, if I everybody loves you, then you're not doing something right. I, I, like, I did not mean to like turn this into an advertisement for BVN Technologies. Uh, <laughs> go to BVN Technologies. We know technology. Um, <laughs> is that no? Is that but really it's really slogan? is that your slogan? No. Why, don't, why don't you reach out to me for this shit? Yeah, it is really gratifying to have like former clients that I've worked with with other shitty companies Bring contact it, right. me and be like, "Are you seriously working again? Because we're That's done awesome. with these assholes." Bring That's it. That's awesome. You know, because I used to handle all their stuff, and they've always been. You know, well, I, but that's oh, so you have your... a relationship with a plenty of these people already. I Which, have. More relationships than but I need right now. But it's okay. not. It's yeah. not like you're going out and and pilfering. They are reaching out to you not based yet. on your working relationship. Yeah. Now, as soon as we've got everything settled in and I have a good model in place, and sure. No, I'm going then to go pilfer. Then you're going to go. Right. I'm going to take everything they fucking do. Of course, I will make you an ad that leads to a special landing page. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just get you leads, bro. I like that. That's all we need. So, anyways, Animus Marketing. They know marketing. Yeah. Oh, dude. We know marketing. To toot my own horn, this came to me yesterday during my work day uh, at my office. I got a little high at lunch, as I do. I like to smoke a decent amount of weed before I go to the gym because I start to, like, see through time when I I hit, like, 165 (laughs) BPMs. I'm like, whoa. So I get back to the office and we're doing, I've got a CBD company I've been working for. And I was like, we're, they don't have a slogan or anything. And we're trying to target like outdoorsy people that do Colorado shit. They go fucking climb. They go do all this stuff. And I was sitting there and this alliteration came to my head. And I was like, peak potency for peak performers. Oh, buddy. I like and I that. thought it was terrible. And I went over. I was like, no. Tyler, is this shitty? He goes, I fucking love that. And what I was about, like, I still got What about it. peak performance? There you go. I think that's Peak better. performance is so much better. Yeah. 
Yeah, even though peak performance, yeah, should we, yeah, do we focus on the performance itself or do we talk about the performer? I like performance better. Performer doesn't sound right. See? Performance sounds good. You want to come work for me, bro? Sure. Yeah. So we, how good are you at uh, Instagram? I love it. I've you heard, don't have I've a heard fucking Instagram. About it. <laughs> I hear it's really doing well. Don't even know what a hashtag is. <laughs> well, they're, they're doing better than Snapchat. That's the yes. only that's the only yes. thing we can say about Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Snapchat is about Actually, to the kids are all using Instagram from what I understand. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's how they converse mm-hmm. and date. And what's I'm up. waiting for the yeah. everything owned by Facebook. They're like, I'm off of Facebook. I'll go to like let's get away from Facebook and just go to one of the other companies, the seventeen yeah. companies. Well, Facebook you can't fucking do anymore because like, you know, Nana's on there and fucking your Aunt Colleen. It's, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I think yeah. the water I'm I'm glad that I never dove into the deep end of the social media pool. I know it, it it's Sean's living and I know people use it and it's good for a lot of people. I'm just kind of happy. I've, I, I kind of miss that. I don't think my life is any less good for not in order having for it in you my life. not to get pissed off. You would have to like curate your newsfeed by blocking. So many. like you'd have to, first you'd have to build your right. friend list and then block or not block them. You can you can unsubscribe well, to people. I, now. Yes, I will say that, so that I, all you see is like saints updates and I, like pictures from your. I am an, of the cabin. firm belief, much like our parents and grandparents had to go to the newspaper stand and pick up a paper. I like to go to my news. I don't want my news coming to me. Right. I can't tell you that, like, from a social media standpoint, the one thing, if you're like a sports fan, football fan, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. if you're not following a few people on Twitter, you're just, I, it's, it's fucking amazing for that world. Oh, no, I, the mm-hmm. entertainment value is fine, but and there's we a all lot know. of information. Like, Twitter's great. Twitter's different. Yeah. Facebook's the one where you're getting everybody. Like, Twitter's designed to be short, brief updates, links to yeah. like articles. And, like, it's like, like for so beat you, reporters. So, what I'm saying is, is it's very much like the news app on you because you have an iPhone. You know, the news app, you can go and curate the what do I want to see? Of course. What do you dig? You can do that with Twitter so that you're only seeing the updates from but the again, people. But that, again, then, then it feels like I'm creating my own myopic universe where I'm only hearing what I no, want to hear. No, you super are. Yeah, you are. That yeah. doesn't, well, that's, that's not created, good either. That's how I want my like, life. I, yeah, I've but I want to my... hear, <laughs> I want to hear Hannity. I want to hear other guys that I don't oh, agree God. with. I want to, I, I want that. I don't want to b- make a bubble for myself. And it, it's just all of us at echo chamber sure. over and over I'm in a, I'm in a comedy bubble. I get all of my political news from two guys, Seth Meyers and John Oliver. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Well, Myers, uh, I know some about Myers that gets on my, I, gets on my nerves a little bit. I don't know what it is. I, his material seems to be good. Solid is writing solid. I, I, some about him where I'm just like, nah. I dig I that think closer look bit that That's he they always watch, just put that I'm bit like, on. Eh. I, li- I love John Oliver. I don't like him as an interviewer. I won't watch fuck. his fucking show. Oh yeah, John Oliver's brilliant, but I won't watch Seth Meyers fucking right. show. I just want to see that wrap up that he does that's a team of writers putting together all these jokes to yeah. kind of convey what is right. this orange, golden-haired piece of shit doing today? Sure, and it's almost gotten to the point of where we've been beaten down into submission. We've got like we've got hangover, constant political discourse hangover. It feels like, but um, feels like that's got to be on purpose. That's got to be. In, there's some see, intentionality. I, mean, I, there, I think the people around <clears throat> him probably are thinking that. Obviously, he doesn't have the capacity. He's not some evil genius playing dumb. I do think the the, and speaking of John Oliver, had a really great point with Boris Johnson yeah. becoming prime minister of. England, which he purposefully makes himself look stupid. Yes. Yeah. Um, now he purposefully does where he was saying they, they catch him messing up his hair before he yeah. goes on camera yeah. and he wears weird clothes and he wants to be considered the buffoon. But unlike Donald Trump, he's actually quite smart from what all 
people say. Yeah, but so, he he reminds me of he's like if somebody put DNA from Donald Trump and Gary Busey. Yeah, and he's then, got a little Busey, and in then him. Uh, some random smart British guy the way, and mixed it together. People that could say they've had a lot of little Busey in them. No oh, I guarantee you, Busey's yeah. DNA I, is had everywhere. Some, I've had some Jake Busey in me. I went for the wow. For the son. You went for the yeah. It was right after the Frighteners came out. He was brother. No, he's his son. Wow. Yeah, because dude, Jake Busey's not young anymore. No, he was in that no. uh, new season of Stranger Things. By yeah, the way. he was oh, crazy. I'm still I'm, too much yeah. shit was coming out. I mean, like, we're, we're, uh, every I mean, time I try we to catch up, talk on a something. little media today, right? Well, yeah, we, we are, we, but, we but you guys media. have not watched well, Stranger one, Things yet. One, uh, one, I've watched three episodes. One quick point. Um, so anyway, with my life. Update, oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, bro. We um, we love you too. I've went down to forty hours a week at work. I'm do my own schedule. I've, I've alleviated a lot of the stress that comes along with doing what I've been doing for 20 years. Um, so that's awesome. I also got some other things in the hopper. Uh, the love life's in a kind of not bad place, but it's there. Um, and, uh, you know, what are you going to do about that? Physically, I'm you're at the crossroads. There was like so Ralph much. Machio. There was so much subtext in your face. You need to elaborate. There. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I have, I, Started to enjoy the company of a lady. She pulled back. I pursued. I realized I over-pursued, which probably shot myself in the foot. Mm. So now I'm dealing with the repercussions of what that means and trying to be okay with that and just keep moving forward. That's a classic um, post-long marriage move, though. It's yeah, where but you I've get been, to a point where you want that. But I've already had thing. a couple sort of short-term relationships you before did, that. But I've never seen you act the way that you acted around this chick because you really cared about her more than any of these yeah, other like, fly-by-night I re- I really hookups. Liked I really liked her, and that's a very rare thing in this town to connect with somebody um, that much. Um, I've, got, I've connected with people, and it's been more... A little less intense. Um, maybe it's not good that it's super intense, but um, or you know that those other ones were not super intense. This one was. It kind of took me on a on a ride. What it did do is kind of rejuvenate me and revive me. I, I now understand that I could actually like somebody again and love somebody again and be sexually attracted to somebody again. And so it kind of went. I went. Oh yeah, I remember this. Like it, it brought me. Yeah, back it's like down getting to, a, an injection of yes. self esteem. Nice. First and, of all, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, was, not that you're lacking in that, right. but I, I, no, I, you but I know. hear what you're saying. Um, but it does. Like, there's times, I mean, you know, I came out of a 14, 16 year relationship. Yeah, we ultimately. were right around the, right yeah, around pretty, the same yeah. sort of time. Um, I had already kind of taken the plunge, but yeah, man, like, you start to feel a little, like, your self worth becomes weird. For, it's not know, that you don't have it, it just right. becomes like you don't look at yourself in the same way. Do you know what's weird about that? My worth and my, my, my perception of myself never wavered. I thought literally there was something wrong with me. I'm like, I'm, I'm seeing these beautiful girls and we're becoming intimate and I'm simply not into it. What's wrong with me? Right. Am I, is my testosterone low? Is my, you know what right, I mean? Right, like, right, I'm right. like, what is happening to me? Because 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, I would have been all up in it. And now I'm kind of like, mildly bored with the entire thing. So is there a me problem? So I actually started thinking, I'm going to need to see a doctor. I was, I'd taken resveratrol. I'm, I'm like, what's wrong with me? And then I meet this girl and everything clicks. And I'm like, oh, not a thing. Yeah. It's not me. You don't have yeah, the like, patience for this bullshit anymore. So you're not, when you can tell that it's not going to turn into anything, you just, the switch is turned off. Yeah. And it was easier to turn off with somebody you're not, totally into but anyway Definitely. so that's 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 been going like um like physically i'm everyday workout guy i'm doing intermittent fasting i feel fucking awesome probably 
more shredded than I've been in the last 20 years. I feel fucking awesome. And I'm glad all of us are kind of getting back into, you know, taking all of that very seriously because it's so important. It makes you feel so good. Absolutely. When, you're fe- when, you're le- when you feel good because you're doing the right things, it carries through your entire day, through work, through relationships, through everything. Put good in, get good out, as they used to say. <laughs> Is that what Katie says? Yeah, except for me. My my mother always said, your dad put good in, but we didn't get good out. Yeah. No, we ended up with your big load. Yeah, he dropped his load and fucking Damien shot out. Your your poor mother. Drinking a chud. She came out sideways, too. And I had the same same size head when I was born. (laughs) That's all right, dude. Sideways, just like pose like that Da Vinci dude. (laughs) (laughs) Like starfished out. All spiral ham Moriarty. Yeah, by the way, what did you weigh when you came out? I'm sure we talked about this before. We did, and I I was nothing fancy. 53 pounds. I was 8 pounds. I was like 8 pounds, 4 ounces, or 8 pounds, 6 ounces How big of a roast were you, sir? (laughs) (laughs) They call it a Boston butt. Yeah. Yeah. There Shoulder. You go. Okay. Um, so, so I was anyway, like, yeah, I was an 11 it. pound kid. That's we're going to let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about a little media action. Um, have you guys seen or heard anything that sparked your interest over the last couple of weeks? Sean, I went to the movies to see uh, Fast and Furious presents oh, Hobbs God. and Shaw. Oh, Christ almighty. How yeah. was that? First well, of all, check this out. First of all, we know how this. I feel about Idris Elba. Monday, we know how you feel about Idris Elba and you're going to love it, even though he's phoning it in half the time. You can sure. tell he's like, Jesus Christ, this yeah. is a far cry from Luther. Uh, <laughs> Show but me that. Show is, me that check again. Uh, it the is wire, just a ridiculous yeah. spectacle. And so Katie and I go to this little. It's the little theater number two. That's all the way at the end of the hallway. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. the theaters here, and nobody else was in there but me and her. So we just were like loud and talking and laughing oh, through the whole nice. movie. We took us. If you saw my Instagram, we took a selfie in front of the screen. Like nobody's in the theater. <laughs> uh, it was just like this. Did we you take it out? It was just no. Like, I just because you could have. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was, I was just, thinking about just it. Just take oh, it out. I mean, and don't do anything with it. Just take it out and leave it there. you could have got just rub my greasy all my clothes up, rub my greasy butthole on their reclining <laughs> chairs. How cool would it be to popcorn hole your fucking wife? Well, like I, asked, jam your I literally the asked box. her. Dude, yeah, I literally asked her she'd be down dude. to do that. Give her the diner, dude. <laughs> the uh, diner, that's okay, right. Okay, yeah. that's real diner. quick. Uh, qu- quick tangent. Uh, out of all of us, I'm, I'm sure we've all had sad hand jobs in movies. Has anybody gotten a blowjob in a movie? Yes. I never have in a movie. I have. It was during The Doors. It was quite good. The Doors. Yeah. God, it's better than watching that fucking, fucking movie. A, <laughs> that, <laughs> ate up, that ate up a good six minutes. Yeah. 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 It's Not fantastic. Long <laughs> fantastic. Good um, God. Well Kilmer was awesome, but yes, whatever. Yes, he was. He was um, transcendent. So you said, he played so one of the was, all-time douchebags. It was exactly what I expected, and I enjoyed the shit right. out of it because I went in for this popcorn flick that was just like ridiculously over the top with the action. Sure. I mean, it's even at a point where... Like, they finally give The Rock his, like, uh, we're, we're going to Samoa to have the final battle oh, so God. he can talk to his family, oh the Samoan people. And there's kidding? no, and the mom won't let him use guns. So they have to set up, like, crazy homemade explosives and use, like, these old Samoan war weapons. To I beat already want to kill myself guys. listening to this. Really? It was fun. Don't you, can't you go to a movie that you're like, this is going to be a ridiculous Yeah, but I'd rather do that in a different spectacle. genre. Like, yeah, and I really, mean, you, I, you guys come from a generation that enjoyed a bunch of shitty Arnold movies I'd in the 80s just because sh- there's... No, no, what I'm saying is well, I'd rather watch a <laughs> shitty... I mean, if we're going to fight, then I guess we'll <laughs> fight, but... <laughs> I, I would rather watch a shitty horror movie knowing that I'm going to, what I'm going to get into rather Thank than you. a shitty action movie. It's not shitty. Like, it's not poorly made. It's just poorly super acted, tropey. horribly no, written. No, it's not poorly acted. It's fucking entertaining. How bad was the writing, the dialogue? It, How well, there was a couple moments was that was, there were a couple moments moments that were really Sean. cheese balls 
But when he opens the can of whoop ass, no, so, so fuck yourself. All dude. those parts, by the way, all those bits that were in the yeah. trailer, they're all different takes with slight variations that are actually in the movie. All those ones were only in the trailer that are way cheesy. The ones in the movie are actually, I was like, oh, they executed that line so much better in this cut all of it right. that they put in there. I'll give it and to also them. there's these surprise fucking people that show up. Like the when 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 we're gonna send these guys to do their job, fucking Ryan Reynolds rolls into a diner to talk to The Rock and his daughter, and it's just like they're back and forth. Fourth is fucking hilarious. Well, it's because Ryan Reynolds it's is Ryan awesome. Reynolds. And uh, uh, Helen Mirren pops up in it for a second. Fucking Kevin Hart's in it. Well, Helen, at this point, Helen Mirren will do a fucking do a ch- fucking Velveeta commercial if you give her enough money. Give me that's a break, true. Dude. Yeah, she does. She's the host of Which, documentary by the way, now. Good for her. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. I, you dude. know what I mean? Yeah. You forget she was like. She, at some point, you can't live on those titties. Helen Mirren was. <laughs> she is fucking. A, she's a smoke show. You gotta I remember, Helen hit. Mirren, although she worked the early part of her career as an actress, really her career didn't take off until she was well into her forties. Yeah, Very true. For sure. Like so, she struggled for thirty years acting, yeah. and then got her break. There, that's that's yeah, which is a, kind of when amazing. When a bit part in Caligula is like the highlighted oh, yeah. part of your resume, that wasn't was, she no. in? That was her biggest role to date. I think well, she wasn't in Alien. Well, not, what was she? Was, um, um, she the one sci-fi film I've ever seen Helen Mirren in is 2010. Yes, mm. 2010. Um, was, and she was played that like a Russian eighty something poorly. I don't know, but like although by the way that movie's awesome. Yes, 2010. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was way after the original though. Wasn't it was that way the after first the original. sequel that I'd seen that was made way way after? Yeah, and a lot of people just truly hated it, but yeah. that movie holds up extremely I've well. Never I've seen it. Seen it. it was a really great. really good movie. Yeah, I've still never seen yeah, it. Roy Scheider's always... great in it. Bob Balaban's in that fucking Roy movie. Lithgow's in that. Yeah. So do you... Well, he was in 2001. Yeah, at yeah. the very beginning. I didn't realize that he was in. He's the gentleman that I can't. God, I can't remember his name, but he's he sends the mission out. He was he was in the ape suit. He was. The mission continue. <laughs> <laughs> he was slinging bones, uh, slinging bones. <laughs> so uh, outside of outside of Fast and Furious, would you has anything struck your ear? Or your I eyes? saw this one movie last night on Hulu, and it caught me. It's one of those movies that catches you by the title, and you're mm-hmm. like, "What the fuck?" And it's called The Man Who Killed Hitler. I saw it. And it was then awesome. The Bigfoot. I loved it. Oh, starring we, we Sam talked Elliott. About, we, we talked Did about we talk this. about it? Yeah, yeah because we've I this. saw it and I started watching it. And I was like, "This movie's fucking great. It's awesome. <laughs> it's I so good. love that." movie and it, it i'm so glad it remained a little gem it's so sad all the way throughout because um, sam well I'll, for the most the yeah. first like two acts i'm like sam elliott is such a tortured broken alcoholic old and man. who else do you want to be a tortured broken old alcoholic but fucking uh, sam elliott i'll take mickey rourke pre mm, not pre, uh, what pre he did plastic surgery yeah. right no but he was great in that and that was actually for as convoluted as the title is yeah i think the title killed the movie um for his oh, for as convoluted as the title was, a um, ghost just opened still, Aaron's door. I know. Um, as convoluted as it was, it was actually a very entertaining movie. And believe it or not, they did bridge the gap between Hitler and Sasquatch. Yes. Who would have thunk? Yeah. Um, so right. it was. In- it was super interesting. Have you heard any music you've liked? Uh, let's see. Now, like I've new kind of music been, you've liked lately? I haven't been listening to too much new music. I've just been listening to like '90s hip hop, Pandora Station. Never a bad choice, brother. I'm boning up, uh, leading up to our uh, Wu Tang October. Right. Yeah, Wu- the Halloween Wu Tang show. I need to make sure that I know all my lyrics right, so that when I'm screaming, you know what? I guarantee you this: <laughs> you will know more of the lyrics than Wu Tang. Right? Um, <laughs> this is another guaranteed. thing I keep hearing from all these people. They're like. I saw Wu-Tang two years ago and they They're were fucking awful. They're not very good. And I saw them in 2007 was the last time I saw them. Yeah, but and that they was were great. ODB was still there. No, he wasn't. I The very first time I saw him was at Rock the Bells 
in Concord, California that was right. It was the tribute to ODB tour because he had just died. Oh, okay. So and that was, was the first after. time I saw him. The second time I saw him was two years later at that right. uh, at AT&T Park in the parking lot. And they were really good then, too. That's where I got to see fucking Method Man, like Stiff Arm, Flavor Flav, who wandered onto stage. Right. Because Public Enemy went on right before them. And Flavor Flav's wasted and comes out with his camera phone and just wanders on stage, putting his camera in everybody's face. And everybody kind of handles it until Method Man just, like, grabs him by his little fucking burnt potato head <laughs> and just pushes him off into the wings. It was so so am I the only person on the planet that didn't know that Flavor Flav had some shit with Bridgie Nielsen? Did you not watch The Surreal Life that Fuck one no, time? And man. then they made their own no. show? And the then, Surreal Life was very was a, interesting. I, thought it was I a, shit you not, I read about this on Wikipedia. I thought it was a put-on. <laughs> I thought no. it was manufactured. I thought no, it was they, a put-on. They became really like good friends and kind of like romantically involved in one of the seasons of The Surreal Life, which was one of my favorite reality shows ever. One of the few ones I can watch because they take a bunch of has-beens and they put them onto this reality show and they make sure that all these reality shows, what they do is they have psychologists on staff that pick the perfect mix of people that will annoy trigger and fucking wreck each other's lives. Gotcha. And so they put them together and then who knew it was a very carefully cultivated like booyah bays of fucking nightmares. Brigitte Nielsen and fucking Flavor Flav. It was just, it was, it was, you could, okay. it was like a train wreck. You couldn't stop watching. That's amazing. Speaking of Flavor Flav, my wife the other day was talking about Flavor Flav and I was like, do you ever notice that Flavor Flav looks exactly like that guy that killed himself smoking on the couch that's in the waiting room in Beetlejuice? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> was that Flavor Flav? <laughs> I think it was Flavor Flav. That's Dude, his first there's, acting. there's a great video on YouTube of Professor Griff. And if you're not familiar with who oh, Public yeah. Enemy is, Professor Griff, Griff yeah. was the head of security, head of the S1W, the security, S1W. Of the, security of the first world. That was <laughs> Professor Griff. And he kind of was dance. He used to dance and shit in the background or whatever. But anyway. Yeah, he never really brought a whole lot to the game. No, he did put out an album. Um, yeah, no, for um, sure. But as far as public enemy is concerned. No, there Soulja was, and the SW1s were a sideshow. Yeah, and the Sister Soldier came way later. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, Griff was with them from the beginning. Um, oh, yeah. but, but anyway, there's a video on YouTube where he talks about Flavor Flav smoking crack on an anti-crack shoot. <laughs> like they had a video shoot about not smoking crack and he was high as fuck. It's pretty funny. Oh my God. Um, we're going to circle back to the one thing that I know we all want to talk about. But before we get into that, uh, so Sean did his movie and music. Bobby, what do you got? Um, I don't, I haven't seen any movies lately that have really blown my skirt up. Right. Um, but I did start watching a show on Amazon called The Boys. <gasps> I need to start watching that so bad. Gap. I hear it's so fucking yeah, good. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm halfway a, through. I'm in. Uh, I'm on episode three right now, and I'm Dude, pleased as punch. It is so fucking good. It's fantastic. It, it's one of the best things I've seen on TV in a long and time. Who made that you. comic? Was it at Marvel? Was it DC? Was it no, Vertigo? I think like, it was, was it Independent. Press? Yeah. Some of like Dark Horse shit. I don't know. Dark yeah. Horse, which eventually got bought the, by yeah, fucking DC. For sure. Well, uh, and the thing is, like, I, Bobby can speak to the show itself, but since, Sean, you haven't watched it yet. I haven't yet. It is so, and I don't know if you agree with me, Bobby, but it is so, after this onslaught of superhero that we've been getting for the last few years. It's so refreshing. It's so refreshing how they did this. It is so, I don't even say tongue-in-cheek, but it is so grim and dark, like ha, like the way they approach the mythos of superheroes mm-hmm. and what it means to society and who they are is so real. So, it feels so much realer, kind of in the yes. spirit of Watchmen, but more tongue in cheek. More, more, more real. 
More like wow. what would really happen. There's a, definitely a, a tongue-in-cheek campy element yes. to it that the Watchmen doesn't yeah. have. Like Alan Moore takes himself so way too seriously. Very fucking right, seriously. Right, right. So like Watchmen um, meets Kick-Ass. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's actually a really, that's, a really good, that's very apt. I, I think yes. that would work. Um, the main character, the main. <laughs> by the <laughs> your, way, his name your is new Hol- Crush Homelander. Homelander is amazing. Which is a fuck in the Trump era. Is what fantastic. a fucking fantastic <laughs> character. And Incredible. I know, and in the comic books, which I have not read, either have I. Um, he's apparently a white nationalist. Wow. Yeah, yeah. we're in full Trump bill. No, we're in full this. fiction is reality. Yeah. Well, yeah. they um, probably did it. On, they were like, this is a no, perfect No, this happened before Trump content. ever considered no, it. They were probably the like, this did. is the time to make this. Oh, no, for sure. sure. Because I think that, that was a speaks, calculated yeah. decision to make the boys, I think. That's probably not um, wrong. I think it, it goes without saying that Carl Urban is one of the finest human beings on this planet. <laughs> he plays the butcher. Um, He's fucking, I don't know what his accent is. But it's amazing. It's, I just want to hear him it's, say things. It's Cockney-esque. Cockney-esque. But yeah, it, it, like there's times when I'm like, are you Australian? Right. Like, right. like it's so it, it lends itself to the idea that maybe he's not a great actor, but he's Carl fucking Urban. He, and, and I don't give a shit. As far talking, as I'm concerned, he's my new Howard. Yeah, he is. He's he's and he's he's did proto- say that. Those were strong words. It's, yeah. He's got a Howard thing that he's doing right now, especially it, with this character. It's so fucking good. He's amazing. The kid in it. I don't know. His name's Quaid. I, like I don't him. know if he's like related I think to he another. He might be a, a, a son of the Quaids. I mean, Quaid's a weird name, so I'm thinking he's son of Quaid. Some sort of yeah, yeah. And if he's associated to Dennis Quaid, then I'm I'm in. Then you're in. I obviously, fucking love Dennis. Quaid. Obviously, um, I, I listened to Dennis Quaid on a podcast on Marin. It was amazing. I've heard that he's fucking super. <clears throat> Sorry, bubble. In the throat. I heard he's super awesome in that newer horror movie where like someone buy this this black couple yeah, bought like his house, the, but he keeps hanging around like the, the house. Resident Did or it yeah. come out shit yet? Like, yeah, he's it's, he's it's, already like in so many gifs online and sorry gifs where it's just like his creepy fucked up face in that movie and it yeah. just haunts me. You forget right. he's in God. He's been in so many just devastators. Enemy Enemy Mine. Oh, one one of the most underrated so movies. Underrated. Of the time was Digstown. Digstown is so If you are good. not familiar with Digstown. That's and James I, Woods and Louis Gossett Jr. And, right? and, I was about to say Dennis Quaid's not in that, but. No, I went from Enemy <laughs> Mind to Digstown. I yeah, just really wanted to talk about Digstown. You're talking about, about Louis Gossett Jr. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's, That's a word. No, Jets, James Have Woods. Have you seen Iron Eagle? <laughs> um, no. You know no, what? No, Quaid's amazing, dude. I, I Honestly, like, I think his Doc Holliday rivals Val Kilmer's. People don't talk about that a lot. Yeah. I thought he was really fucking good, It's dude. good, but not his, Kilmer. There's a moment when he's good. like, you can all kiss my rebel dick. And I'm just like, yes. Yeah, his fuck was yeah. good. I love Dennis Quaid. And his was likely closer to the act because Tombstone's more of a like elevated caricature versions of everyone. Yeah, why it's one I've, of those movies. But fucking nobody else on this planet is Doc Holiday. He's no. fucking Val Kilmer is more Doc Holiday than actual Doc. Fuck the real Doc Holiday. Of course. Like yeah. nobody cares. No way was Doc Holiday as cool <laughs> that as Val Kilmer. No way. So, yeah. so, so, so anyways, the boys, the boys Carl is Urban, killing amazing. it. Watch it if you haven't yet. One guys, song I, I might try tonight. I do have a song um, that I think we should listen to. Um, I, I can't get over these chicks. That I've loved I knew them. Angry, angsty girl rock they, band. But they're I knew not it. super angsty. Like they remind me more of um, 
kind of like a pretenders Ooh, kind of vibe okay. that comes off these girls, and it's a little band. They're hugely popular. Like everyone knows who fucking Heim is. Yes, like mm-hmm. these girls are. What well, they've been on SNL. They it's fucking every you know, girl in Brooklyn. You know, mm-hmm. and you know what? The cool thing about them, I don't know if they're all sisters. I think they are, but like I think it's a group of sisters. Yeah, it could also and, be a gimmick because and they whoever this no, I think they're actually and whoever the sisters. ugly wow. sister is that plays bass for them is one of my favorite human beings. She's amazing. Just watching her play, not even a great bassist. But she just makes these weird rock and roll facial things going on. She has like these weird ticks, and she just sneers and fucking. Love like, it. It's great. I love um, it. But they have a new song out um, in preparation for their new album. It's called Summer Girl. It's really kick ass. I think Let's we should give it a little quick it. listen. It's the same release And you always know And you always know I'm your summer girl I'm your summer girl um, So All yeah, right. that's pretty much what I've been listening to. I love them. I, I think they're fun uh, pop rock. Yeah, no, yeah. they're pop rock. You know what I mean? And, and they get, they, they're like a, a three-piece rock band. A I love that. of folk. And that's kind of a, is there a mandolin? And by the way, this song is sort of a Lou Reedy kind of love song. Oh, nice. You know, I like that a lot. Outside of the Lou Reediness of it. You nice. know, yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, I, I hate Jim Morrison, but I love Lou Reedy. But I love Lou Reedy. <laughs> that's what makes me cool. Yeah, uh, I'll take things douchebags say at a bar for $500. <laughs> what obscure MC have you been listening to, Aaron? <laughs> no, I know, right? Um, actually, no. We're going to talk about the main thing that we need to talk about music-wise after this. Okay. I have a hate-hate uh, affair with all things bluegrass. Um, and that's because, and honestly, I don't want to shit on it too much, but it's the same reason why guys that like bluegrass don't like hip hop. You got to be around it early. It's one of those very kind of niche sort of art forms. Um, and, and I get why people don't like hip hop when they weren't around. An early adopter of bluegrass was alive for the civil war. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bluegrass was better. Bluegrass was what, and by the way, it's what you listen to when you're recovering from gangrene. Since the civil war, we've made 13 bluegrass songs. Exactly. And the thing that I fucking hate is this is what I don't understand. I I'm with you. I can't stand bluegrass. There's a couple songs I've enjoyed. Like that one song from fucking, um, uh, no, that one song from Oh Brother Where Art Thou that they played in the movie. I actually really dug that song. I don't even know if that's bluegrass. It is. No, it's bluegrass because the band's a bluegrass. Oh, band. that yeah. Constant Sorrow Yeah, the yeah. Constant Sorrow that's great. song. That's a great that's song. That's a great song. There's a handful of good songs, but for the most part, it, the thing that bugs me is that I love traditional Irish music, and that is what the seeds were sown for bluegrass. Sure, traditional definitely. Irish music became mixed in with other musics from other L- European well, people that were... it's l- lutes and lyres and small drums and yeah. that yeah, but sound... Yeah, bluegrass got rid of all drums. I'm like, that, at least bring the Irish, the little bitchy well, hand they, drum. No, they, I mean, uh, so that, like I was saying, like, yes, we, we all have kind of a general... Di- it's not even a hatred, like a dislike. It's not our jam. Um, I was kind of going through my feels in my life and kind of just bouncing around looking for stuff like as we are wont to do when we're you know, kind of feeling you're like, what's the perfect song for this moment sort of thing. And I came across a gentleman that I blew me away. I'm floored. Um, it almost sounds like a, a tatted up banjo playing Harry Leonard Cohen. What? Like, um, lyrically, again, I'm a big lyric guy. I have, I, it's very rare for me to be this, 
um, hyped up about somebody. And he clearly waits tables at the roost. Obviously. Um, <laughs> when he's so specific. When he's, <laughs> local jokes. When he's not dealing Molly, he's serving at the roost. Are you tell, um, oh, shit. I was so, like, I can get Molly at the roost? Yeah, you can. Go in there for like a $13 prime rib and I'll take a couple of grams. Thank you. The problem is there's nobody else in there, so you will be spotted. Oh, um, So... So, and the gentleman's name or the band, I don't know how you do it, but uh, his name's Amigo the Devil. Okay. Um, Bluegrassy stuff. He has three videos that I watch um, back to back to back that are miracle songs for me. Um, If this is what bluegrass can be, I'm in. I don't know what you would call this, whether it's like uh, uh, fucking grind grass or metal grass or like whatever fusion. We're seeing all sorts of weird fusions. No, because there is there is like death grass core, grass core, and you know. But <laughs> there's death grass. There is there's, <laughs> there's speed because I thought speed metal was like the kryptonite for bluegrass. No, there. The, well, it depends. Here, I mean, you've got metalachis out there and certain yeah. people doing certain things, but. There is a song that I tell you, gentlemen, listen to this. And if you don't feel like this song was written for you and the damaged people that we are, um, I, I didn't bring me to tears. But boy, I've, I think I've listened to it about 40 times in the last two days. Um, again, the artist is Amigo the Devil, which is a great name anyway. And it's called Cocaine and Abel. Oh, um, Let's listen to that fucking we song. Need, we should, and we're actually going to listen to this one. Which I probably, feel like I need to no, actually listen to it. It's, it's a slower song. He has one called I Hope Your Husband Dies, um, <laughs> which is an amazing song. He has one called Hell and You. Which we can um, all relate. We've all had that. But the writing, we the, writing that he's, the writing that he does and how introspective and how wonderfully open it is, it felt like it was he wrote it for me about me and everybody I know it was uh pretty powerful um and it's beautifully played and beautifully sung and it's a, a live cut but listen to it it's called cocaine enable amigo the devil Distance from the man that I am to the man I want to be. The time it takes to realize time is the distance I need. But I was born impatient and I was born unkind. But I refuse to believe I have to be The same person I was born when I die Cause change is alright Change is alright I'm not proud of all the choices I've made for a lot of my life Following the shadow when I damn well know that behind me is the light But I've lied to my mother I made people feel like hell 
But I refuse to believe I have to keep being cruel Cause I'm a coward myself And time is in patience No patience takes time Excuses will only do good If you're waiting around to die Everyone is born with self-worth How easily it turns to doubt It takes letting go of what we know we can't live without But the blood in the water It is the blood of my brother We both learned it didn't mean a thing In the end, if one was thicker than the other And I tried having faith But I'll rot like a dove Cause I've always been scared Of loving someone just a little bit You, dude, this is supposed to be a fun wow. whiskey. Like, let's all yeah. pull our dicks out um, and have fun. And now you and uh, me are crying like little yeah. bitches because that song, beautiful, just spoke. It was like it beautiful. had something like right into my heart. Yeah, like, uh, it's a tough one. It's beautiful though. Um, God, his writing. That's why I said Leonard <laughs> Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, but Kills a better me. voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, no. But Amigo, that's the, the first devil. time that I've had a, a song smash me. In a, in a minute, while. right? He's got I think one, like Song for Zula by got, Phosphorescent, maybe the last time where I was wow, just like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. He, okay. has, he has a song called uh, I Wish Your Husband Was Dead, which is basically his kind of ode to a girl that he loves. Yeah. That basically he's like, I'm not even jealous. I just really hope he fucks. I just really hope he fucks up. Um, yeah, right. and it's kind of one of those where he's like, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to struggle with this. I'm just going to sit back and, um, hope that everything goes wrong for you so I can be there to pick up the pieces. Right. And it, it's a beautiful song. He's a, a amazing guitar player. He plays banjo in a few of them. Um, some of them are more like umpa umpa kind of bluegrassy sure, sure. things, but, um, I can't, I can't oversell the guy's lyrics. Please go listen to him. He's got a beautiful voice. Amigo you, the devil. Amigo the devil. And when you see him play, cause a lot of his videos are live. Um, the, like the, the song you guys are hearing was recorded, but he has some live recordings on YouTube that you can like look at his face and you're like, Oh shit. Like he's not phoning it in. Like he is going through like speaking in tongues type shit. It's really amazing. Well, and that song that we just listened to, it's one of those, I I hope it goes down in history as one of the greatest fucking like, self-reflective, introspective. But the thing was, is it hit me so specifically 
But at the same time, it's also so broad. It's so hard to do something that's so specific. That's that why. That's everyone. why I said it felt like it was written for me and everybody I know. Yeah, but it's like, that's so fucking every, because rare. we're all kind of damaged and wish we could have done things different and regret. Yeah. And God, he just kind of puts a really fine point on it. So listen to that, and now yeah, let's listen get, to that. Um, it's beautiful, and I hope everybody does. That's listening to this, listen to that guy. No, everybody deserves, turned off the podcast and went to go cry and hug their closest. Yeah, loved and, one. and he also has stuff that's very tongue in cheek and very kind of like self effacing, but funny. And, um, and we played, we decided really we just stuff. played the whole song, so you guys heard the whole song. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, it. And and now let's get down to brass tacks. We talked a couple weeks ago about a little band. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called Tool. Who? Um, right. And um, we were fortunate enough to get the first release off their new album called Fear Inoculum. And we can talk about what that means and kind of what we think the concept of the album is. I've heard some people speak to early listening parties would, they've been it to. It wouldn't be Tool with, song or an album title unless you had to pick up a dictionary when yeah. you heard about yeah, it. Yeah, I think Undertow would be the only exception, right? Right. Um, but... But yeah, or opiate. But um, I want to get your guys's because you guys, we we were texting back and forth. So I was, I got a little bit of what you guys felt, and I agree and disagree with some of everything you guys say at the same time. But Fear Inoculum, it's a ten minute first single. It wouldn't be Tool if it wasn't ten minutes right. long. Um, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think about the first single. Because the the album, self-titled, right? Fear Inoculum, not self-titled, but Fear Inoculum, coming out August 30th. Why don't you guys take the reins? And oh, I'll by the way, I did up. their their new riff on their logo. I think oh, it's I think the, cool. the, yeah, the no, font like the is amazing. Yeah, I love it. It's so but yeah. they've tools always done that. If you look through the years of what yeah. that was through the years, yeah, that's why they've never been able to be kind of branded. Yeah, they're kind of like Radiohead. They don't have a thing you can point to that's mm-hmm. their thing. Um, Nine Not Inch like, Nails like has the N I N. Metallica's got Metallica the big. Metallica had the thing, the, and then the they big, turned their M's into a star at one point, well, which whatever. is so dumb. But 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 they well, can't be pinned down by a particular branding thing. No, they can't. Um, and they've done that on because purpose. They, yeah, they've done that on purpose. They've also never been controlled. They've never had somebody. They never listened to anybody who was like, "Listen, boys, what we got to do no, to no, make no. you more they palatable." Had, listen, they had a record company. I think they were under Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner. You know and they, they had didn't... to. They had to satisfy that contract before they can do what they needed to do. So they did. Everybody's got to start out that way. Nobody starts out an independent artist. When you hear guys like Radiohead releasing their whole album online and doing stuff like that, it's because they've already made it. They're not relying on anybody mm-hmm. to do it. But new groups and new artists, sorry, you're going to have to fucking pay the piper, dog. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. But what did you guys think about the song itself? Bobby, and I, I hope you've that listened you have... to it more than once or twice. Cause... I've listened to it three total times. Okay, because I've heard it like 15, 20 times. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've, I've listened to it at least a dozen times. Yeah. Um, I really like the track a lot. Okay. Um, I think it's very reminiscent of like work they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. Especially yeah. lateralis. Um, no, which think, is yeah. not a, yeah. yeah, I think lateralis was my first instinct. Like, this I think sounds that's like a very reasonable. Um, I think it, it's really hard to talk about Tool without talking about the context 
of the other songs on the album. <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's hard. Like, yeah. I, like I, it's like reading a chapter out of a book of, and yeah, trying to yeah. like outside yeah. of Undertow, which were uh, singles, a lot of singles. Um, once Enema happened, um, it's a concept album. Yeah, yeah. In and of itself, that's, all, that's it's what just, they do. Yeah, that's <clears throat> kind of who they are. And I, I've always found it really fascinating that the uh, James Maynard Keenan, like he fucking talks about Tool as a separate entity from himself, right? Mm-hmm. Which I I think is cool, you know. Like right. he he does a lot of other work. I mean, like things like Pussfer are like really amazing Dude, projects. Perfect Circle, you, you know, he, guy grows wine. He has a family. Like you know? I mean, he's yeah, he's a busy. He's dude. not a, the guy from Tool. Exactly. And he makes a very concerted effort to make sure that people understand that. He also ghostwrites right. uh, Miley Cyrus tracks. Yeah, of course he does. Um, <laughs> but he's not, he's like, well, Wrecking we, Ball was totally way, his. We should talk about Miley Cyrus. Um, <laughs> he is um, a man unto himself. He does what he wants to do and he's drawn a line in the sand as far as like, this is, I'm not Tool. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, this particular song it's very Maynard to start with. Um, it, it, I think you said it was. It's about a ten minute. It's ten track. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is very lateralis, obviously. Sure. Um, without being able to hear what comes before and what comes after, you know, it, it's really difficult to pin down what a fucking Tool song is. I think. Yeah. Um, because those albums live as Tool albums. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ten thousand days and lateralis. I think more than any other. I mean, you brought up Anima. Anima could even be. Anima's their OK computer. I hate to keep using it. It's their OK computer. Yeah. It's uh, their black album. It's their La- white, Lateral- white album. Yeah. It's like the Lateralis thing that- being the more fan. So was Lateralis their kid A? Yes. And and only because, only and not only because it came right after, but Lateralis is, uh, that's kind of the, the, the separation for, are you a real Tool fan? Yeah. Because most real quote and I'm using air quotes because this means nothing will go point towards lateralis as being their favorite because it's the it's easily the most complex from a musical standpoint. Yes. Anima, in my mind, pound for pound, track to track is the best work that they've ever done. I, yeah. Um one hundred percent in my opinion. I think from their skits to doing Nazi fucking speeches about deviled eggs yeah. to fucking, you know, um eulogy, which is Arguably one of the best songs they've ever written. Like they've got so much bang for the buck in Enema. It's hard to like look past it. Um, the, but uh, I feel like Hooker with a Penis is an unsung song that they don't play Jimmy, live anymore. Hooker with a Penis. Hooker with a Penis is one of my the favorite only, Tool songs, and they don't play the it live only songs anymore at all. that they don't play live anymore, which is really unfortunate because they don't like the album is from Undertow. Yeah, really. You may get lucky and get a sober or a prison sex, maybe. Well, sober. Once in a while. I swear they did sober. They don't do it every show though. They, yeah. they, they've gotten to the point now where they don't give a fuck. Um, they're not going to play an album front to back, like yeah. do one of those, yeah. but they're not going to give you the hits by virtue of prison sex and sober and doing like the Rollins song yeah, and yeah. doing, you know, um, they're not going to do it for you. Mm. So you got to be patient. Well, how the fuck do you do the Rollins song? Do you know what I would love to hear? I would love to hear him and Chino do Passenger. Oh, yeah. That Christ, I would love to dude, hear live because be I don't even know if they've incredible. ever done it. Yeah. I don't know if they have either. I don't think. You know, I, they played a Halloween show like fucking four years ago in. Then they had to have done Arizona. it. Arizona. Then why wouldn't you and do it? And it was Deftones literally 
opened up for Tool. You can go, f- you can go fuck yourself on that. <laughs> so, by the way, sir. and I, by the way, I had tickets for that shit. What happened? And my shitty ex-wife, love it. Um, she's pretty shitty. Um, <laughs> we had a group of people. We were all gonna go, and I had tickets. I was prompt, ready to go. This was right after our separation. I, I moved out in like April. This was coming up on October. Oh, no. She guilt tripped me. And she's like, oh, I heard this fucking blah, blah, blah. You're going. separated and yeah. you still let her guilt yeah. trip you? I wish and she'd go like, back in time um, and slap the shit out of you. Wow. Yeah. She literally, <laughs> I remember her like, is Christy going to that with you guys? And I'm like, no, she's not going with us, but she's going to fucking be there. That kind of thing. Yeah. This girl that I've it's never. Like 25,000 people in an on. arena. Yeah. You know, I'm going with John, who used to be my friend. And I'm like, that's what's happening. And yeah, she guilted me out of it, and I ended up selling my tickets, uh, which I made a lot of money on the tickets. Oh, yeah. Sure, you know what I mean. But that at the same time, I was just like, Jesus Christ! Like, what if they did Passenger? You, you missed a good show. Yeah, I what if they fucking did Passenger? But <laughs> so out at Lake Havasu, oh, go fucking, fuck you know what I'm, I mean? I'm, a, I'm, I'm done talking to you, sir. Yeah, um, no. I've seen him four times. By so the way, I've, we were. We never spoke again about two weeks later. <laughs> there you go. So well worth it is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, so I, you, you, you were alluding to Sean. What did you so think about? I am not. I, I've just learned from spending enough time with you boys that I thought I was a pretty big Tool fan, and I'm a, I'm a Tool fan, but I'm not as big of a Tool. But there are plenty of their songs that I don't appreciate as mm-hmm. much. They're more like flyover songs for me. Um, that's how I feel about this song. It's not bad. It's one of those songs that I listen to in the background. I'm not paying. Like, I love the sound of it. I love it. it sounds so tool. Right. It's very Maynard. Uh, it reminds me of like songs in Lateralis and in 10,000 Days that I kind of, <laughs> I don't listen to over and over and over again. I'm not dragging this song into a playlist. And this is what concerns me is that with 10,000 Days, the first hit, the first thing they released was Vicarious, and that was the most palatable song that gets stuck in your head. The song is designed to make you just, it burns it into your memory. This song I've listened to three times, and I, I couldn't start even humming it or thinking about mm-hmm. it for you. So I'm wondering, is this the concept of the entire album, that it's all like this? There's no right. song that's, there's, there's not three songs that are going to stand out. Like there are other albums that are like, these are the radio hits. These are the ones that are going to live forever. And the rest of it is for the fans that really appreciate it. And the people that I would love, I'm going to listen to the whole album. I enjoy listening to the whole album. In that context, it's going to be great. But when I'm picking up, when I'm making a tool, like tool best of playlist to put on for the gym, I don't see this song making a cut. I mean, I would, I would argue that they probably don't want you to ever do that. Right. <laughs> like they don't want you. They don't. That's why they've never yeah, been. On, but up until art, now, they've art, never. Art, as soon as it's released is ours yeah. now, not theirs. They've never released their stuff on streaming networks and all that kind of up shit. Up until, until like, two weeks very, ago. very recently. By the way, Tool Pandora Station. Fan fucking tastic. Of course it is. Because it's the perfect mix of like Tool, Deftones. And actually, when I listened to it the other day, all they played was Tool and Deftones songs. That yeah, was that's, it. That's, that's fine. Yeah, that's I'm, fine. I'm pretty okay with that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's. I, it was You're funny because we were not, well, I mean, I, it's like, I, we're dicking dick around. It's like these two guys, comic book nerds talking and waiting for Kevin Smith. This to fe- fucking this, say no, this feels like, this feels like uh, tool grew up. We all grew up together in LA. Let me just put it that way. I didn't know those guys, but we knew of them. Um, I was playing music at the same time. Like, so it's much the same way. I feel a little bit, um, uh, also about, um, whatchamacallit, uh, God, what's that? Uh, never mind. It escaped me because I, I was thinking about eight different things at the same time. But 
I have a, a special attachment with these guys. We used to go down in the alley behind the, the, the Photoshop and listen to Danny Carey rehearse like in his garage. And you'd be able to go down there and smoke a joint. And we basically heard Lateralis before it was released. What? Because he would rehearse all day. Because yeah. when you were that, that released in like 2000? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was around there. Yeah, I was yeah, in yeah. high school. But um, so I got a long history with the band. I will say I agreed with you guys. Um, we were texting back and forth a little bit. Yeah. When you said, yeah, it sounds like Tool and it sounds like, you know, Sean said like it would be stuff that I would skip over in a CD. And I totally understand what that means. There is no getting around that this song sounds like Tool. Yeah. Um, these are my thoughts on it is this. Number one, like Bobby said, that the album, as far as contextually what the song means within the context of the album, is going to be very important. From the early uh, feedback that that kind of rock guys have gotten from early re listener like release they say that don't get fooled. Um, this is as as far down the rabbit hole as they will ever take you. Um, fear inoculum, by the way, is to be inoculated with fear so yeah. that you don't feel fear. That's sort of the premise of it mm -hmm. in a very basic level. It's like putting a, a dead version of the flu virus exactly. in your body so that you so can fight the rest So of this is their attempt to scare you into not being scared anymore, okay. which is kind of a cool way to think about it. And reading like the lyrics, because Maynard, again, being in the Mount Rushmore of, of rock, and I don't use prog rock or new metal or any of it, you're going to be hard-pressed outside of Mike Patton and Cornell. There's there's certain guys in, in rock that are, you know, you could I'd even say Robert Plant. I'd you put him on the level of Bowie because Bowie is on that Mount Rushmore, but at the same time transcends it. Right. Like he's, he is, you know. I, I love, hey, dude, you want to compare Maynard to Bowie? I'm sure Maynard wouldn't. Mind. Yeah, he'd be like, um, really? But but because he's very humble and and only only front man in the world of rock and roll that sings behind the drummer. Yes, so you just I couldn't even that. see him on the concert um, I saw. Because he doesn't feel he's hat. the most important part of the band. Exactly. And listening back over and over on this track, number one, Danny Carey has never played better than he is playing right now as a musician. Um that's the drummer. I don't know if you're outside of Neil Peart. I don't know if you're going to get a bigger library of uh, consistently amazing drumming mm. as Danny Carey. If you listen to that, you got to listen to it loud in headphones. Um, you can get the effects, the reverse reverb they do on tablas. And the, he has some really interesting production that they do on their drums, which and first listen, you miss. But when you go back, you can hear these weird whoops and pops and, and elongated like legato stretches of notes on the drums that are super intriguing. Um, Maynard, I can probably say for as good as Maynard is and has always been, sounds like he's regressed aging 25 years. Yeah, it's weird. His voice yeah. is he beautiful. Sounds, yeah, he sounds younger and a slightly more high pitched than 10,000 yeah. and, days. And, and that's and if you notice on Lateralis, that happened as well. So it's a conscious choice. The words that he's saying, um, and he's very vague and very kind of uh, mysterious in his lyrics. He's always been. He's never told the real story behind prison sex. He's never told mm -hmm. the stories behind what he's um, done. Um, but I absolutely love his lyrics because they're just um, cryptic enough. Um, one of them's enumerate all that I'm to do, calculating steps away from you, my own mitosis growing through delusion from mania. On paper, you read that and you're like, that might be the most awkward banding together of words until he sings it. It's almost like um, some of those like those uh, like conscious hip hop artists back in the day where 
Yeah, it was like you use so many big words. Back yeah, back. but he's but but <laughs> but the, the 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 imagery that he that he forces yeah. us to see like contagion. I exhale you. I also just um, went back to you know biology class. My right, toes, right, right. And I'm like, wait, yeah. mitosis, that's why I sell. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> but it's it's funny because he's obviously talking about like the poison that is speech and how it affects us and how it gets into us and how it, it rots us and turns into poison. And mm. he mentions the word poison over and over again in the song. And he's always talking about exhaling, expelling. Um, there is, these are physical things you do with air and uh, using words like contagion and immunity, which are kind of uh, mirror images of each other, right? Yeah. Like, so he's trying to he's trying to paint a picture of this sickness that we're in through media, maybe mm. um, through social media, maybe um, through press. It, it, and I love that imagery that he's putting. Like, you know, th- I am going to help you overcome your fear of what this is, and it's very heady and very esoteric, but. It's Maynard, and it's I'm very Maynard. I'm very interested from a from a musicianship standpoint. Those guys have never been better together. They play beautifully together. Adam is an incredible guitar player. Oddly enough, think getting better. Um, Danny's amazing. Um, Chancellor, uh, who's the bass player, is yeah. phenomenal. Uh, the only pr- drawback I would say, like while I'm stroking all their cocks and bukkaking myself right now about Tool. <laughs> um, some of their chord progressions definitely were similar. Yes. Um, especially the bass. Um, some of the bass lines felt eerily similar to lateralis for me. Yeah. But everything surrounding that the um, felt good. Um, and I, it is Tool. You're not getting away from it. There's just, well, yeah, it's the I one mean, thing where I don't – there's not like a chorus that sticks in my head kind of part right. to it at all. No, no, no. It yeah. is all – and I, I, I totally get where understand. you're coming from because when I listen to it, I was like – it's like when I go and I see a real fancy piece of art that I'm like, I I can see the technique. I can see right. how amazing it is. I appreciate that. But it's not grabbing me. It's not speaking to me specifically. And you know what? There could be three fucking songs on this album that are going to fucking crush my soul that I'm going to love. Right. And it's just, it seemed, and, may, and you know what? Like you said, it's tough to get away from the fact that it's been 13 years. Yeah. And with every year, you get more skeptical and you get more 100%. like, I, I become more critical. And so I'm hoping that that leaves me. I appreciate the shit out of the song. I right. think it's a musical feat. Like yeah. every song they've ever fucking produced. They don't put out clunkers. But at I the mean, same you may time, not like, like it, I, but I wanted, to, I was hoping for something that like, because when Vicarious first came out, I listened to that song like three times a day, every day for like a week. <laughs> I'll even one up Vicarious. The the last single that they put out that blew everybody away was The Pot. The Pot. I fucking love that. What's that difference? That's, that's, I, that. that, from a hook standpoint, from a music standpoint, was a complete rock song. It was a hit. Yep. And they don't do that very often. No. Um, so it was great to have The Pot. And then you listen to the rest of the album and you're yeah. like... And you're this like, you're like, like uh, yeah, you're never going to hear so the leap on I'm, conjuring on fucking I'm, I'm the wondering radio. if they put this out just as kind of a uh, little bit of a spoonful of sugar before the medicine. Yeah, I think. Just because they're like, yeah. okay, guys, we're back again. This is, this we is, are back. We're, we're okay. Kinda. We still sound like ourselves. We're not trying to be right. an EDM band. Like, <laughs> everybody calm down. I know everybody's been worked up. And honestly, <laughs> what did we think they were going to do? Like what Daft Punk did with yeah. like random access memories where they're like, we're going to have real instruments and some weird vocals. Vocalists just yeah. show up. Well, they, they, you know, we all want our artists to constantly change, but never be different. 
Yeah, yeah right. I mean, exactly. they're, they're in a tenuous position, right? Keep getting better, but in the way but that I want you to. in the way that I want you to. Well, the buzzword is always evolve. Evolve, yeah, right. right. You know, we want our we want our favorite brands to evolve, but always be kind of who the fuck you are. And, and, and honestly, Tool, outside of a lot of other bands, has always been able to step up to the plate and hit a home I run totally by agree. virtue of evolution. Totally but agree. you can also, there's people that through the evolution process... When they get stifled by, I don't know, it could be alcoholism, it could be a million different things. You get stifled to the point where you think you're evolving and what you're doing is regressing. We saw that in Saint Anger. Yeah. You went, I was like, you want to sound like a shitty garage I was going to say band? Load. Well, like, I was literally going to bring up Load. I fucking like Load a lot because they had, well, what's wrong with fucking Load? Well, you're a moron. Well, <laughs> no, you guys are just old jaded pricks that by the time Load came out, you guys were at the age where you're like, Fuck everything new from the band I love because it's not what I what well, I used to let's love anymore. Be honest, the, the you know genre the genre had gone further since then. See, sometimes you're catching up. It's a group race. Well, but what if you I'd rather take these, load than having Metallica sound like Marilyn have, Manson because that was like the metal standard at the but, time. But 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 from thrash to speed metal to deathcore to grindcore to new metal to whatever you want the genre you want to pick. There is a race happening with all the bands running, and mostly they're running at the same pace. Sometimes some guys get out in front a while. Sometimes they fade. Sometimes they fade back a while. But ultimately, everybody's more or less running in the same race. The problem is when somebody decides to stop racing and go in a different direction and takes that risk. That's what's going to happen. Bands, and I hate keep going back to these guys, but they're one of my favorite bands, so why not? You get a band like Radiohead that puts out OK Computer and then goes, go fuck yourself. We're going to make Kid A an amnesiac and go take you in a complete. Yep. And did it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Not all bands can do that. Deftones did it with Saturday Night Wrist, even fuck though yeah. a lot of people don't listen a lot to Deftones anymore. But they went from hard and then went Saturday Night Wrist was almost like uh, listening to Team Sleep, yeah. like who was another one of Chino's bands, like very down tempo, very downtrodden. You take a risk when you go out and venture off. I yeah. think I thought Metallica took a great risk with Load and Reload, even though they had a little bit more of a country influence in certain songs. Yeah, I think it was an opposite. But of fucking a risk. Ain't My Bitch, dude. <laughs> ain't My Bitch is a song that just gets inside you and makes you all fucking crazy, doesn't I, it? I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I would have right. liked to have seen them, another band that people have jumped off their train because they think they sold out. And I think they went in the right direction was Mastodon. Mastodon used I'm not I'm I'm very Mastod- I'm not familiar at all with Mastodon oh, as grimy as you want to see, right? As grimy as you want to hear. And then they did their the the last two the yep. last EP they put out, the last full length they put out was almost country bluegrassy, ro- more, very much more rock and hook driven. Yes. But it was great. And there were so many Mastodon fans that were like, if it's not split the sky, you can go fuck yourself. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. This is good music. What am I right. missing here? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Well, like, I mean, I know I know that it was crack this guy. Crack. I'm but, sorry. <laughs> I said split this guy. Sorry. No, I don't care. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a Mastodon uh, purist. No. But, but you I, know what I mean by I that reference. I know exactly reference, what you right? mean. Okay. Yeah. They they are an evolving band. No yeah. doubt about it. And those guys are incredible fucking musicians. Hundred percent. Um, I like the old stuff better. I'll listen to fucking right. Black Mountain and Cracked Sky Absolutely. and fuck. You know what I mean? And like, I think that's a that's a paradise it's something where like you get an idea of who someone is in your head from their original shit and then as they evolve of course you it's like you with tool like you're going to be with them no matter what they could release 
they're a cover album of Pet Sounds and you're like, you're going to figure out a way to justify it. Sure. It's like my buddy Jordan, who was somebody who used to defend everything that he loved. So like he was the one that was like, Eyes Wide Shut is the greatest film of the year. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, you sure about that? Is it yeah, I was like, but because he was such a Kubrick, a Kubrick that right. he was yeah. like going to defend it. it. I yeah. get it. I defend terminal. I intensity. defend Tusk, gentlemen. And Kevin, I enjoy yeah, you're Tusk. A Kevin Smith guy. Although, so did I, actually. although, fuck yoga hosers. That's where he lost me, dude. I was like, I can't handle that. I, fucking I got movie. through fifteen. That's minutes. what the Nazi. You didn't get to the Bratsies? No. The little Nazi bratwurst. No. Oh, it's terrible. I, I couldn't get through it. I quit on Tusk like twenty minutes in, but I hated fucking. Mallrats. So I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm just not was, a Kevin Smith guy. And it was guy. a different thing. I was yeah. 12 when I saw Mallrats. Yeah. I watch Mallrats now and see, oh yeah, this movie's not great. But as a kid, all those quote the quotes that Brody says, we all love shit that sucked when we were 12. But I was also a guy that had like a bootleg of fucking Clerks and showed it to everybody. Fucking sure, you know what I mean. Of, that that movie is and one then, of the like, like, 90s like time capsule movies. Kevin Smith communicated me in one movie, Mallrats. Yeah. Well, that was what happens I mean, when, like, you went from and by something the way, I don't that came. Hate Mallrats. I don't. No, it's. Fun. I don't hate it. It's fun. But after watching Clerks, which I thought was a revolution, and it's a completely it, different place. This know. is what happens. You yeah. take a guy who had a voice who yeah. busted his ass and maxed out six credit cards to make a twenty-seven thousand yeah, yeah. dollar sure. independent and film. You, and too. You felt Universal's it. throwing yeah. you like six million dollars to make this movie, and you have to put fucking Shannon Doherty in it. And we're we're gonna replace Jay with Brecken Meyer, yeah, and, right. or Seth oh Green, God. and they had to like test, and they were they. And, and by the way, Clerks Two way better than people give it credit for. Oh, Clerks Two, one Clerks of the two funnier is, is, movies. That it's nobody, also it's hilarious, I, but it's also personal. It's too it's long for a comedy, yeah. but it's very personal way to continue that story I and that relationship it. of Dante and Randall. I thought. It was brilliant only from a just pure comedy. There were some points in that I that should, were so I ridiculous. Watch that and it Rosario, so you never watched ridiculous. Clerks too? <laughs> no. Really? It's uh, Bobby. I'm it's telling really you right now, good, some man. of the bits in it are are honestly. I watched it a year ago and it held. I, like, yeah. it's, I and Rosario Dawson. They got Rosario Dawson in it, man. Rosario does Dawson's she hook amazing. up with one of those idiots? Yeah, Rosario the, Dawson's the ugly, like the ugly one with the like, mullet. Why the fuck do they keep doing this know. to Rosario Cause, Dawson? Because Kevin Smith insists. Well, you know, because Dante I, I had two hot chicks that, and they make fun of it in uh, they make fun of it in the second one where he's like, "What is it with you, man? You're, exactly. a hideous you're a hideous fucking chud. We've got two hot chicks fighting over you. It makes no sense." Can you honestly name one human being on planet Earth that is more fuckable? Than Rosaria. No, Dawson. she's literally the hottest. If we were she's like sending literally her, the most fuckable human being I've ever seen in my send entire life. What a perfect woman looked like I, I, to the, to alien races. We would just send her. Uh, what was the Danny Boyle flick um, with James McAvoy? Oh God. Uh, my, I don't know. Tra- trance, trance, trance. Trance. Yeah, yeah, trance. yeah. I saw yeah. That. Cool fucking movie. That was right? actually not bad. Not bad at all. And there's a scene where Rosario Dawson just out of fucking nowhere comes walking out. Butt naked. Yes. Walks through the living room. Yep. Kind of in the, and does takes her time. I, I mean, I just about fell out of the fucking yeah. chair, dude. She's, like, are you yeah. shitting and me? She, and her being naked was the only reason I went to see Alexander in the theater, and I waited through three uh, hours and, of bullshit. And, oh, and not only, memory. obviously, she's physically attractive, but see, no, she there's seems something like else about her. She is the coolest bitch on the planet. No, and like, Kevin Smith said, like, working with her, he was like, I need to get, I want to work with her every day. Every she's single, like, right. She's like a, she's one of those people that comes and elevates a shoot because her, she's so happy, nice. She's just an energy chill. fucking uh, font. Yeah, there's something, yeah. there's something going on with her. Everything that she's fucking done. I mean, fr- by the way, fucking, where did she come from? What was the first thing we saw her in? Kids. 
Yeah. Oh, remember wow. Fucking yeah. Kids? Right. kids. That wow. movie I is love a life movie. ruiner. Oh, I love it too, but it's Harmony like Corrin. Harmony Corrine. I haven't yeah. seen yeah. a buddy my buddy of mine was like, Did you see Beach Bum yet? That Matthew McConaughey movie? No. And I was like, it's he's like, it's Harmony Corrine. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, but man. kids was for the time it came out was very um impactful for the yeah. time it came out because it yeah. meant and then there's a whole bunch of movies that, that kind of spurt like it was Larry Clark. It was very Larry Harmony Corrine wrote that one. Larry Clark directed it. And then they kind of split off, but they did very similar shit. Like Chloe's if you've seen Bully or if you see yeah. fucking was Chloe, Julian Chloe Donkey Boy. I, Julian Donkey Boy was this yeah. on, that was the, that was uh, Gummo 2. Gummo 2, yeah. <laughs> Basically. Return of the, by the, by the way, way Chloe the Sevigny, is that, am you've I saying got, that right? You've got this hard on You and Chloe Sevigny, you have something get for it. Most, the don't second you? most fuckable woman on the <laughs> I don't get it. I, I don't get no it. It's your thing, She's got a weird mole on her tit. You like mold She's not there's something about her. I'm just like, love her going on with her? Yeah, I got a couple of that way with yeah. Christina Ritchie. Me I, too. I get yeah. that. Like, and I was the people get creeped out because I was watching the Black Snake. I was Moan watching Ritchie. No, Black Snake Moan Ritchie. Yes, but when I started the liking Christina Ritchie, Ritchie, was like the teen, the the kid movies that she was in in the nineties well, when I was a kid. Of course, so I was like now and then because you were the Casper. Age. Yeah, but the weird thing is, so it's, it's not now weird. I watch. This I watching Casper now, and I go, man, I thought she was so hot when I was a kid, and then you feel it for a second. You're like, wait, but she's fucking thirteen in the movie. It's a weird thing. No, it's a really weird thing, man. Like Super I grew weird. up watching her in fucking so, Adam's Family. Yeah, and but you know what? Mermaid. Girls probably have the same problem with Devin I, Sawa, that you know, piece of uh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck does Devin so, Sawa do? So has he know. ever been in I, another we're, movie? We're waiting for we're waiting for Rick Moranis to come out of retirement so we can finally see that Little Giants sequel later on, where he's actually a quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I never saw Little Giants either. Did, by the way, well, so you're, you're I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take this opportunity to reel this the fuck back in. Oh yeah, because we win. So so we talked we talked a little media. We talked about that. We are. We talked about some movies. Bro, we got. I know. We're gonna wrap it up very soon. It's gonna be no, mad. very soon. There is one. There is <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, some local business. One one movie before I leave that I'm excited about. It's called oh. Parasite. It's from the guy that did the host. Mm. Um, it's a it's a South Korean movie. Um, oh, that Boon, p- uh, Bong Joon. Bong Joon. So, I don't know. By the way, the host um, is fucking incredible. Host is amazing. He mm-hmm. also uh, he's done a couple other movies that were fantastic that are escaping me because I want to be fast. It's called Parasite. It won the Palm Door in Cannes. It's like be, nice. they're they're looking at it being like basically best film of the year. Really? Um, It'll be on it's Plex a thriller. <laughs> it's a it's it's a thriller and um, a kind of a horror thriller weird kind of movie that I I saw the trailer for. Genre benders love it. Genre bender for sure. So. Anyway. Oh, speaking of that, I saw Brightburn finally a couple nights ago. Good, right? Uh, okay, so I really enjoyed the movie, but I can see why it got destroyed. Yeah, I but, see these weird plot holes where I'm like, come I on. Know, but, but at the was, same time, the idea it was of fun, super, right? It was super fun. Thank you. The creep out moments, Ooh. like the glass in the eye. Ooh. Holy fucking shit. Holy the shit. guy's jaw. So good. Jeez, I was like, that's great. You're there was a lot of it. great moments. Bobby, and you know you're what? Love yeah, if you don't, yeah, if you don't give a shit like I'll about little tonight. plot holes. What if Superman was evil? What if Superman was evil? Yeah, oh, I, I give a shit about all that. World. That's good. You know take I do. The take world. the world. But you know what? The Gun Brothers don't give a fuck how poorly it did. They're making more of that shit. Oh, yeah. They love it. Yeah. You saw the post-credit action? No. There was post-credit. God I'm, damn I'm it. I'm going to ruin it for you. Anyway, we're going to go on. We're going to move on to local news. My my, my main man, Dana, Dana, Our one Dana, fan, Dana, demanded um, it. So I love that motherfucker. Um, and he drops booze like no other, I will say. Um, you ever he, seen that guy? He, he's, he like, actually, he's like Dale Earnhardt with a dolly. Yes, he's a mad booze dropper. <laughs> Dale, Dale Bernhardt. Yeah. So, oh, that's not that's not cool, why? man. Because he why? died that way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, 
so he showed me a picture today. He was very upset and he wanted us to talk about it because I was talking about local news. In Durango, we rely on tourism. Yes, As we, we all know, we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. There are several state plates that we do not like to see in front of us while we're New driving. New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma. Yellow and yes. white. Yeah. Um, Arizona. Yes. Arizona being the least of those, I think. I'm sure. going to go Texas first, sure. New Mexico second. Yes. Then everybody else can fight for third, New fourth, Mexico, fifth, and sixth. Special sex. yellow plates where you, um, don't have, you get these special plates where you don't have to follow uh, the rules. Not the, the black one. Not the black chili pepper. That one got voted... Best plate. Best right? plate in the United States. It's kind of cool looking. But because it's black, that's all. Um, but <laughs> anyway. Is that so, so, not racist, right, Bobby? Racial. No, no, that was no, racial. racial. Um, so, so he showed me a picture today and he was like, can you fucking talk about this? He's like, there's this one guy getting out of this giant, like, cargo vanny multi-utility bussy sort of thing. Oh, is it a conversion van that people have where they live you know in the van saying, and yeah, they put bikes well, on the back of it? Yes and, and no. It was more of like almost like military size-y sort of thing where they... Oh, like, so it was a mix of a conversion oh, van that had like yeah, all the douchey Humvee the, upgrades. Yeah, yeah, like the 80 So not like a Mercedes one. Sprint. Yeah, but yeah, something along those lines. Okay. Showed me a picture of it and we've got a main street that runs through the middle of town. If you can guess the name, it's called Main Street. And we've got a bunch of other streets that come off it and they're number streets, right? Right? Six, seven, eight, yeah, nine, you got Main whatever. Avenue, and then you've got first oh, through like Eighth Ave that go so, one way, and then so streets go the other we way. We are terrible. literally fucking like every stereotype of every small town. Main Street with a bunch of numbers coming off. Of yeah, that. but no, does any now, does any other dumb town have a hey meet me at third and eighth? It's like no, there's or no. eighth and eighth. Nobody um, has an Eighth Ave and an Eighth Street within like morons. three blocks of each other. So he took a picture of a guy that parked. So the little side streets that come off our Main Street are one lane. He takes a picture of this guy that's basically his entire car is poking halfway into the driver oh. uh, side. So you have to wait for oncoming traffic to pass before you go around this. And it's a legal parking job. Um, so he's like, can you tell these assholes to stop parking like where it's obviously you're in the way? It's totally legal. But and of course, Texas plates. Um, we have such an issue we need tourism. It makes up a huge 40% of our revenue in town comes from hospitality industry. Mm -hmm. That means restaurants, hotels, et cetera, et cetera. So without tourism, we die. We all get it. But Jesus Christ, dude, I, what do you do in a small town when you, it, it almost makes it impossible to function at certain points. No, well, it's because you got all these people from Texas because everything's bigger in Texas, including their trucks and assholes. And their they're fucking trucks. They, all of the parking spaces downtown, especially the ones on all the side streets, like <laughs> 8th Street, 9th Street, they have parking spaces on each side and all these gigantic long ass trucks park on each side. Yep. So there's essentially one lane to go down, but there's two lanes of traffic going through. Right, yes. right. It's and ridiculous. It, it, it's a nightmare. It makes it so, and you wonder why there are a lot of locals we all know. I mean, Bobby's been in the food and beverage game now for a couple of years. We all know now you can see the migration of locals. When it becomes summer, there are literally people you will not see for three or four months. Yeah, because no. they, they, they refuse to come into town. And as I've been here longer, I'm starting to understand. I am not a happy person driving well, through Durango. What Dude, happens I can't, is, like, all those people, all, they all go to fucking Jabos and the Tav. You know right? what I mean? Like they get out of They go to Pop downtown. Sushi. They go to fucking, yeah. yeah. They yeah. Or, I mean, they just won't do it anymore. Like I bet if we go to Jabos right now, we'll yeah. see like a 
fucking 30 people we fucking yeah. know. Are we going to Javis? Are we going to Javis? Okay. All the people that live like out uh, like Edgemont and then so- up Sorteus, that area, they all go hang out in Viacito, even though Viacito has a bunch of yeah. tourists. Not like Durango. Not, Not like, like this. Durango. Not like this. And it's gotten progressively worse um, uh, in the food and beverage game. All the fine dining stuff is dying. We will see a proliferation of Applebee-esque type of restaurants. And I, I say Steamworks, not because I try to put them in the same category, just because it's turn and burn, high volume, uh, low price point. So uh, that is what everybody wants right now. So the the days of- the Actually, f- shit's moving more towards fast, the, casual, counter service, delivered, like not even full service. Well- That's we, just, that's, what, that's the- Trust me, right Sean, now. that's going to happen five years in San Francisco before it happens here. So you will see that, that wave will be, you will see it miles away. But yeah, it's, it's, it's mainly because of the cost of food and the cost of everything is going up so much that people are well, freaking we're, out. We're going to turn you into said Steamworks, but people freak out because they think Steamworks might be some kind of chain. And I, cause I answer all the reviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. They think it might be some sort of smaller chain and they don't realize they're like, why am I paying 14 fucking dollars for my burger? And I'm like, cause it's fucking locally raised beef yeah. that we house ground and make into well, a patty, and but they don't see it because okay. the environment isn't so, the same. So what I'm saying, Sean, is you're getting people complaining about a $14 entree. Yeah. When we've gotten to that point, the days of problem. the $50 tomahawk double cut, and you yeah. know who I'm talking about, the are over. The, the old 96 um, Or the angle hair pasta. Um, <laughs> you, you, those days are over. Nobody's going to want to pay those prices. Um, and it's going to continue down that road. I, accept it, go with it, or get out of the fucking way. Yeah. That's yeah. where we're at right now. And But all these Wait, people- who are we talking about? No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. No, we're talking about all of us, <laughs> really. I mean- we're going to get to a point where the rubber is going to hit the road and there's going to be a lot of closures and it's going to happen in the next two years. Mark my fucking words. I've called every business closing in this town. And I'm telling you right now, there's going to be at least 10 restaurants that have been around for a while that will not be here in two years. Yep. Period. And we're going to see chains move in. They're going to have to bow out because the Texans and Utah people and Arizona people, they see a Chili's, they see a fucking Olive Garden. Y'all don't have a clay jumper? they that's what makes them feel comfortable. So, <laughs> Bobby, did I break you? I'm sorry. That's why that's why I'm, I you know, I that's why <laughs> owning a restaurant in this town is tenuous at best. Um could yeah, you sure. please direct me to the nearest Ruby Tuesdays? Yeah, oh, Ruby Tuesdays. Their turkey burger? Fuck off. Jesus um, so disgusting. If you were going out to eat here, uh, if you're going <laughs> out I here, hope they all die. That was so specific <laughs> No, I was uh, stationed in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, in 2005. Oh, right. Oh, God. And uh, Ruby Tuesdays was actually a solid little place to go. And that's the thing. Because they had Dude, cold beer. Know, well-run chains, the, the, they, the well-run franchises actually sometimes can really impress you. I've actually the, had really good tacos at one Chili's in my after, life. After the, the one <laughs> thing you know is that it's going to be consistent. That's true. The that's why one shitty turkey burger you got last week. It's going to be the same. It's going to taste the same this week. Well, there's a who comfort- still orders turkey burgers? Is it 93 right now? It's I a, there's have a, no idea there's a why comfort. I ordered a turkey burger every chain Tuesdays, restaurants work because they're comforting and mm-hmm. they're familiar, and we don't like change. And as much as we like to think we like to go out of the box, we don't. Oh my god! And very you can simple. Get, you can get fucking frosty mugs, which, by the way, fuck you. Yeah. I, why I, do you want to ruin yeah. your beer? No, yeah. I had a guy call me. Um, I think it was elitist, <laughs> something like that. Because I would have preferred cunt. One, over he came elitist. in in person. He's me. He's like, "Hey, I'll take Coors Light." And I was like, well, "Not here, you won't." I was like, "I don't have Coors Light." <laughs> but we don't get tall boy real Coors. You know, in a I paper was like, bag. "No," and that's why I told him. I was like, "Bro, I got like banquet. I got banquet and a tall boy. It's fucking Let's five bucks it. right now. It's happy hour. And we're doing it. 
That's two beers for five bucks. Like, I would have fucking ruined it. And he's like, what is the problem in this town with getting someone a Coors Light? Because like, it's seriously, garbage. And I'm like, well, because we don't have any light beers. We don't just don't do the light beer thing. Right. Nothing we have has light on the label. Right. You know what I mean? We have beer. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I can show you. And he was like, ah, oh, it's just a bunch of fucking elitist. Oh, dude. No, wait, he, let me guess. He went up. Guy overweight? Like, oh, it fucking yeah, matters if you're drinking sure. a light fucking and beer? And dude, like, drink a regular beer, man. I need to get a light beer so I can dip my mozzarella sticks dude, in it. Y'all just, got mozzarella sticks, just right? Just go to the beast, No, dude. I get just fat go, fucks come dude. in and order Michelob Ultras and shit like that. And oh, I'm like, big, Jesus dude, Christ. All the no. time. We actually serve beer here because yeah. we're a quality establishment that doesn't serve you a bunch of and, hot and garbage. I, no, okay. but you do have shit that's like not that goes against the grain. Of you course. have hams, tall boys. I had and that, and that was my response to him. Yeah. He was like, "You're kind of this elitist," and I was like, "Elitist man," I was like, "I serve you a tall boy of hams in a paper How fucking bag." Is that? There's nothing elitist no, about that. No, that's the opposite. Actually. You want a three dollar shot of tequila it and might a be, hams and a tall boy? It might boy? be. It might you be ironic. Bucks. Yeah, you should be paying attention to us. What we're trying to tell you is that Coors Light is garbage, just like it's your genetics, disgusting. and you need to fucking fix it. <laughs> it's your mom's fault. It's, yeah, totally it's just because a couple years ago, you guys kept it all in the family. Yeah. Because, yeah, you you call your mom well, Annie Mama for a reason, is, and sorry we don't have Coors Light. And this is this is indicative of what I was saying. This is This is exactly kind of showing in light what I'm talking about right now. We are relying upon these people. There is a school of thought in all of business that if they want it, we'll sell it to them. And then there's the other school of thought is we're going to sell what we want to sell and hopefully we'll create our own market. And and, and we'll hold your hand a little bit. And fucking, you know, take care of you. So so we'll deal with the Taurus because we have to. Uh, football season's a few weeks away. We will talk about that. We're definitely going to talk about that. Um, You've been playing the foosball behind my back. We are going to uh, record another one of these in a few days for you guys because you like that. And I guarantee you. Are we, are we recording on Sunday? Should I don't this, know. This, uh, are we? No, because we're releasing this on Monday. Okay. Oh, okay. I, thought I don't we, have time I, to edit it. I thought we were going to double okay. it up. Because I was about to say, if, if you guys want to double up, I'll be here. Enjoy this week. Enjoy each other. Try not to take shit so seriously. Live in the present. You can't do shit about the future. And the past doesn't really mean shit when you think about it. Doesn't mean a thing. So. Let's live in the now. Enjoy yourselves. Text us. Write us. Email us. Reach out to us. Tell us what you want. Dana, we love you. We love all you guys that listen. Greenlight Weekend, guys. Thanks for for mentioning us in your last episode. Uh, Oh, that's (laughs) cool. Where at the beginning when you made fun of us for having one microphone, that was classy. We have three microphones now, and we apologize that it took us so long. We were just focused on having good, engaging content without a guest. Oh, so... (laughs) Suck it. <laughs> wow. That's the first I've heard of that. So we're going to go fight the Green Light Weekend now. No, I love those guys. I'm fucking around. I'm just fucking around because they stuck it to us it. a little bit. So I'm fucking with them. We're not talking McGregor Mayweather. But yeah, listen to the uh, Green Light Weekend. <laughs> wow. I love those boys. Listen too. to the Green Light Weekend. They, they interview a lot of local comedians. It's a great no, that, show. It's a great show. Yeah, actually. they talk to all the local comedians and ones that uh, are coming into town. Uh, listen to Motion Picture Meltdown, our friends at the Curly Mustache Podcast. Those guys love us, and uh, we will catch you next time, motherfuckers. Tool for life.